the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and uh, we're live here at Millburgers at 1604 Bull 40 Road. And now for the North Texas uh, Gardening Report, we've got Greg uh, with us. Uh, yeah, you know Greg. He's the one that uh, you did real well. What did you, you what, so what have you grown? So I got hooked on the Rio Grande Golds. Right. And now we have about 10 growers. Because, uh, <laughs> is that I kept, right? Oh, I that's kept great. seed and got them to germinate, and then expecting only a handful to germinate. Well, about twenty of them germinated, so oh, I had good. to find coworkers and friends to <laughs> to hand them out to. So now we we've got a pretty good population up there. Good. Yeah, they 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 really show out in the fall now. Yeah. If you got larger plants. If you if you were walking in, you probably saw some of the ornamental peppers that we got. Yeah, but that that pepper can be used as an ornamental pepper because yeah. it's got oh, some it's, colorful peppers on it. Yeah, what? Because they all kind of you'll have dozens and dozens of peppers, oh, and they're yeah. all kind of different colors at the, <laughs> at the same time. So it is pretty. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like a Christmas tree. They've got the yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really. Cool. That's with the Rio Grande gold. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. You guys sound a little bit like a cult. <laughs> the, 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 the Rio Grande pepper gold cult. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Join <laughs> us, Calvin. <laughs> we, we, we miss you at the meetings. And then uh, we, we tried the LaJoe. Yeah. And uh, I I went out of town for two days when it was 105. And, Uh-oh. Uh, uh, the women in my house did not Uh-oh. think to water anything. Yeah, so, no. uh, I've had Joe, that problem. Uh, it is no longer, so I got to wait till next spring, I guess. <laughs> well, that, I've had the opposite luck. I've had uh, the Lejo really do well, and I ha- have not been successful with the Rio Grande. Have, uh, huh? So huh. interesting. Is, yeah. there, is there still still any of the plants over there? Did you anybody look? No, no I, I imagine they're gone. Yeah. But we're all all we got. Is, we got cold crops, cabbage and broccoli, and uh, I thought yeah. uh, I didn't check yesterday, but uh, last week there were still some peppers there. But yeah, and but, Jerry and Tri- Calvin are trying to get poor Greg interested in um, Crawford reseeding lettuce now. <laughs> yeah, they they do well up there, and people we've never I've never seen them freeze out. Did you? Yours never froze out, did you? No, I did. Even in that coldest weather. Yeah. Didn't, it didn't germinate very well there uh, <laughs> last year, but I uh, yeah never had it freeze out. No, but but yeah. it came. Uh, it was found in uh, 
uh, Oklahoma uh, by uh, the husband of a gardening uh, friend up there. And uh, so if it didn't freeze in Oklahoma, I'm yeah. thinking it's not going to freeze anywhere in Yeah, Texas. it'll survive up there. It'll, yeah. it'll survive in Dallas. <laughs> but it's a, it's a great lettuce, and uh, people really like the flavor of it. Yeah. It, more, so, uh, more so that I tell them, I said, it's not reseeding lettuce unless you let it recede. Oh, you yeah. know, let it go to bloom. Yeah. But it's and pe- people say, but I ate it all. I said, yeah. well, you're not going to have any reseeding Crawford lettuce. But it's funny, Greg, because the folks that grow it, they kind of follow. Is it still eatable? Edible, yeah. yeah. When it's and, a and they, larger. Yeah, as it, as it gets older and we get into the yeah. latter part of the year. And uh, yeah. for some years, if the weather's right, it stays edible yeah. pretty long time. Yeah. Huh. Spinach is good all the time. Spinach never gets bitter. Yeah. You grown spinach up I'm, there? No, I'm not a spinach guy. I, I, uh, That's <laughs> blasphemous. Well, you got plenty of kale. Uh, no, no kale. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get into okra. I think oh. next year. So you've heard. I've heard you say Oscar. Is yeah, that the, yeah. Is that the you haven't got any choice? Oscar okra. I never have. Okay, we'll get you some. See, I've got a. I've got a portion of my yard that. Um, it's. We've got a lot of trees in our yard. So okay. We have very limited space for full sun. Yeah. So I finally convinced my wife to let me put in a, a raised bed and do that. For me, it's less mowing. And yeah. She's like, well, we, we barely have any grass left. Why do you want to take it away? Like, Who needs grass? <laughs> tell her yeah. if, she, tell her if yeah. she if she wants to see no grass left, come down here. I'll yeah. show her my yard. <laughs> it's, you, you, could, you could play uh, uh, tennis on that on my yard because... <laughs> Well, it's supposed to rain next week, so we're we're. I'm still telling everybody that it, some of the grass might come back. Yeah. Well, it, that's yeah. guaranteed because Jerry says no, but well, I, I hell say no. it's coming back. <laughs> no, it, it well, it's it's guaranteed to rain because the wild sinisa yeah. the ranch we we're on yeah. was full bloom this weekend. There you go. So and I noticed along the highway coming in, it was uh, it was bloom. So that's a it's yeah. a guarantee. I agree. And you know, I never really thought much about that until uh, this year I, I had planted some sinise in our yard or probably mid-April thing I mean I watered every other day kind of get it going never bloom never bloom through the heat wave and finally one day I'm out there and it's blooming I'm like what is going on <laughs> and the next day it rained. Oh, it was don't, a, no, so it's scientific no. fact. Uh-huh. You, you can leave now. It's proven. <laughs> He's proven it now. Sounds like Milton. Yeah. 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 No, I'm there. They're all over the place here in San Antonio. There. Yeah. He's uh, not in the shade where you planted it. Mm-hmm. No, oh, it's good. it's in the other one spot. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of a. Okay. Science. No. Uh, so you need to get him some Bex Big Okra too. No. Oh, I, w- I wouldn't do that. In fact, I don't think I have any more. Oh no! Uh, but uh, Beck's big is a uh, very tall. Cal- Calvin, how tall is I it? I don't Calvin? know. We, tr- we tricked Calvin into growing it one year, and I think he had to put a 
pilots light in the top of it so the <laughs> airplanes wouldn't run well, into I de- it. I definitely needed a, a ladder to get to yeah, the top. Oh, yeah. Before I decided that, of course, it was pretty productive, so you didn't you could cut <laughs> some of the top off. Oh, off. yeah. Huh. But uh, We tried I, to explain to him how you start at the bottom when it gets that tall and then walk slowly back and then oh yeah, oh, yeah. bring it down no there you go it's a good idea <laughs> he, he, he just complained and uh, for the, the fire ants love you too yeah them. they'll get you too no oh. mm. but anyway we'll get you some beck's big okay i mean not beck's big uh, oscar crawford letters oh crawford and okay that, yeah uh, they have it here okay which it. one are you getting them yeah. now there's, the there's, we talked about the okay, oscar yeah, yeah. oscar so okay, I, I and they have it here at Millburgers, like we said, um, just telling everybody in the audience, uh, one per household, but it's free. The lettuce. The lettuce. Okay. Yeah, they may still have some... Uh, Oscar okra? Yeah, we'll have to... I've got a ton of it. Huh? You, you, oh, yeah. you left me with a ton of it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I've, so, I've got a question uh, okay. if you guys can help. So I, I got on this kick to propagate stuff uh, late summer. So Turk's Cap... Uh, and Lantana. And I, you know, just fooling around, stuck it in a glass of water. There you go. Got roots. There you go. Put it in some potting mix. There you and go. So now I've got it. I've got to, I've got to decide what to do because it's, it's established but young, right? <laughs> yeah. So is it too young to put into the ground and what, let the what, freeze what, what, what kill for, it? Uh, Lantana is it? Do you know? Is it a uh, go? The yellow one? It's, it's the... Kind of a reddish and orange mixed oh, flower. Okay, I okay. can't remember the botanical yeah. variety. One of those. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> like that one right there on the yeah. far corner. Yeah. Uh, and you're up above uh, Austin, right? So it'll it'll probably freeze back. I guess my question is, if, if well, I get it in the ground and it freezes back, will it come back? I do think I need so. To, I think so. Uh, I don't know how big the roots are, but oh, I mean, they're when I massive. Took them out of the water, they had roots. That yeah, long, they're massive roots. And that was two or three and, weeks uh, ago. You've still got a month or so for the thing uh-huh. to. Well, if you're going to plant it, put it in the ground pretty quick. Otherwise, yeah. you could just leave it in some place where it's safe during the winter time. Yeah, yeah. it's enough sun, like a windowsill or something. Yeah, doesn't it won't take much. Where did you get the cutting? Uh, out of my yard. Out Although you... the Turks cap, um, <laughs> there was a white Turks cap. I've never seen a white Turks cap, but there's a nursery up yeah. kind of close to where yeah. I live, and they had they didn't have it for sale, but they had it in their landscape. And so I was looking at it. And I went and asked one of the ladies if uh, they had it for sale, and she said no. But come here. So she walked over and she gave me a couple of cuttings. All right. So go put it in the water and, and you can have your own. Do so. you believe them? <laughs> Sounds like Jerry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course I got permission. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I used to, yeah, Jerry and I used to work in the same office. Uh-oh. And Jerry would go on uh, these... Uh, Safaris. Yeah, with, with Greg Grant and other horticulturists. And uh, then about at 8 o'clock on the Monday morning, there'd be the phone call. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is this the extension service? He said... And who is Jerry Parsons there? And I'd say, 
No. no. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Why do you ask? Why do you ask? Yeah. <laughs> but, but what usually happened was that they, they got angry until they found out uh, it was a horticulturist or researcher. Okay. Yeah. Then, that, then it becomes a, a, a different cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a worthy cause. <laughs> same, you could do the same thing. Well, yeah. after that lady did that for me, I thought, well, I, I've got free reign to do this anytime. And so we were at a, out of camera, we were just a retail store, right? And they had something in the parking lot. And I told my wife, I said, I'm going to go get a cutting of that. She's like, you're not going to do it. Uh. Like, what if someone sees you? I'll just pull up real quick. There you go. Clean out the door. Wow. You sure he didn't work for the uh, extension service? He he can be he can be handled. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Greg Grant's famous for that kind. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Pulling up and getting it out of the window, (laughs) getting it out of the window, (laughs) and then not knowing Mm -hmm. that. That person would never give anybody cutting. Yeah. <laughs> That's his story, and he can do it. In fact, let's see. He got the uh, Vitex that away. Uh-huh. And uh, we actually got uh, a rose uh, that away. We pulled up. To, it was looked, it Mrs. It looked, Dudley? Huh? Was it Mrs. Dudley Cross? No, 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 oh, no, no, no. No, it was the one that was never. That woman won't give us a cutting if you. <laughs> no, we she, she, we never ran into that, but uh, uh, it was in Nacogdoches. So oh, I think it's there? the one we named Nacogdoches. Yeah, that's why there's signs in Nacogdoches that say yeah. uh, <laughs> pass through the city except for Greg go around. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, uh, we, it looked like a, it looked like it was deserted, it was a deserted motel mm-hmm. there in Nacogdoches. And uh, what what got our, both of our attentions, Greg's before my mine, is that they had a the rose was just blue, a yellow rose was just blooming itself to death underneath the eaves. Oh, okay. On the eastern side. I mean, it didn't get much sun. And so I told Greg, I said, you go on up there and uh, ask for permission to get some cuttings. And uh, he had about 30 feet away or something. And by the time he got back, he said, nobody's there. Mm-hmm. I said, it doesn't matter. I've got the cuttings in the car. <laughs> and there, mm-hmm. therefore... <laughs> Nacogdoches okay. <laughs> became named Nacogdoches. And uh, uh, it's funny, when Greg was writing up the uh, uh, description of that, he wanted me to go by and take a picture of the motel where we got the cuttings from. But he, he, he had pictures of the building, but they had taken the sign down. And I was the only one that had uh, pictures of the motel with a sign up. Oh, okay. So he put that with his article. Right. Well, cool. Greg, what else? What else, can we, what else can we send you back with? Well, I'll ask. Uh, so the Blue Porter weed, I bought some of that locally in Dallas and love it. I mean, it's it's a beautiful plant. When did it start blooming? I, right after we planted it. It was about probably that size when we bought it, and this was April, May sometime. Huh. Yeah. And now it's three times that size. Because ours has just started booming in summer. Oh, really? Too. Yeah. Yeah, mine's bloomed all summer. Yeah. And I, because it was new, I kept it 
It could be one. There's like 15 different selections. It could be a different because our red has been blooming all year. The minute, minute you took it home from the nursery, it started growing and made a nice bundle and yeah. loaded, loaded with uh, blooms and, it's, of course, pollinators. It's been a good butterfly plant, but that'll die back, won't it, with the freeze or... Yeah, but th- this particular one is is more cold tolerant than the red. Okay. Because I've I've had this come back. In fact, that's uh, half of those that I have uh, have come back from containers. Yeah. Uh, huh. The red I've never had one come back, but I'm going to try this year because we I had. Want, a, I wonder if you could do cuttings of the red. You never know. There you go. I may uh, I'll distract hmm. Trace and I'll uh, yeah I'll get my get you some trays. Out. And uh, get you some rooting armor. You got rooting armor? Mm-hmm. Good. Yep. Job. And, uh, of course, you wouldn't want to put, take the bloom. You, you'd want to take it just below the bloom. Okay. Uh, there would be a vegetative cutting. Dip yep. it in hormone after you cut it and uh, put it in. Uh, in the, you don't have to keep it extremely wet. Have you got a greenhouse? No, not yet. Oh, that's that's how I had it to you. Not yet. <laughs> now, don't get Someday. Jerry started, and he'll you explain how he converted half his residential uh, house to a, to yeah. a plant. His re, his refrigerator has long been gone. Yeah, yeah. and and open the open the to- I thought that was genius to open the bathroom window and let uh, yeah let it yeah. heat uh, heat that. People uh, did not agree with you. Huh? People did not agree with you on that. Well, especially the ones that use that restroom. Oh, uh, <laughs> that, that could be it. Yeah. When it gets twenty degrees outside with the window open. Yeah. <laughs> but you do go to the bathroom quickly. Then. Yeah, that's what you I was to say. That makes you get rid of it quickly. Well, cool. So, okay. Well, thank you. Good. Thanks for stopping by, man. Yeah, it was it's fun. good to see you guys. Yeah. So, um, yeah, enjoy keep, and keep I'm up sure, the good work. Yeah, we may be through here a couple more times this fall. So, okay, well, stop by and see us every time. We'll do. All right, I'll take care. <laughs> Thanks, man. And if you want to tell them anything else, I'm going to talk about the tree hugger for a sec. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. But let me remind you, I saw them uh, today here at Millburgers. They've got the tree hugger sprinklers, and if you're wondering uh, about uh, what that is, this is a great way, a great tool to have in your tool chest to uh, keep that newly established plant. Uh, watered and uh, in fact we had yesterday uh, that woman came by and you were suggesting it and she said oh yeah we got one and uh, we used it that one time and all of a sudden uh, the leaves started coming out and so yeah yeah so Makes the tree difference. hugger can help you with that it looks like a big green donut only it has a hinge on it so you open it up and you close it or hug it around the tree you turn it on just a little bit we're, we're talking about tree huggers now yeah. <laughs> Your tree hugger may sound different. Not all tree huggers sound like this. Um, and you turn it on just a little bit, either from the valve or from the uh, faucet, to water the root ball and get it nice and wet and happy. And that's what she did with that one plant that she had that uh, started leafing out. Or you can turn it on more to water it away from them. And it turns off so quickly. There you go. See? <laughs> so, so come on over here to Millburgers or HEB and check out the Tree Hugger Sprinkler. Uh, you'll thank us. It's, it's a great tool to have. I'm going to be using mine tomorrow uh, to uh, water a couple things in the yard and then water our grass. Even so. if it rains an inch? Even if it rains an inch. I think thank I'm still going to, yeah. All right.
So 210-308-8867. Trace, we've got to take a break, and we're going to come back in a second, I promise. Okay. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. When you come over to Millburgers, you're going to see a little sign out in front. It's going to say CPS and 811. Well, that's to rem- for you to, rem- to remind you that before you dig for any project, landscaping or sprinkler system install, any project where you disturb the ground, you got to call 811 or go online to texas811.org to have the underground utilities marked. It's a free service and it's the law. Texas law requires everyone to contact Texas 811 at least two working days before digging or doing any type of ground disturbance. Keep in mind that violations could result in fines. Uh, So once the utility markers are in place, you'll be able to see where it's safe to dig. You don't like surprises. No one likes surprises, especially broken utility lines. So before you grab your shovel, grab that phone. And contact 811 or texas811.org. Yeah, they're nice people to talk to. If you get lonely, I call them all the time. You're you're a nice man. 811. Do you make your uh, sprinkler system noises to them? No. Hello? uh, We just talk to them. (laughs) Who is this? (laughs) (laughs) This is your tree hugger sprinkler calling. (laughs) All right. What's going on, Trace? Ah, we're having fun with the train. Yeah. And lots of folks uh, out here at the pumpkin patch. I've seen, I saw a whole family dressed up in pumpkin T-shirts. I'm guessing they're taking a picture. That would be my guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's one of your sale oh, items. Yeah. Oh, no, I think he's buying that. You remember the, the citrus? Yeah. It didn't work for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, like, uh, like we were talking about yesterday is that, uh, You've got a bunch of smaller trees in the, in the back that some are on that dwarfing rootstock. And I'm going to get one on the dwarfing rootstock, and then I'm going to get uh, one of those um, uh, more... Boom, uh, boomer. Bumper. Bumper. Bumper, Bumper. Bumper yeah. And see, uh, I've never seen any... They wouldn't be doing it on a flying dragon rootstock unless there was some evidence that that was a dwarfing rootstock. But I have I, I've not not seen that uh, demonstrated for some reason. So I want to put them side by side in the same container. I mean, not the same container in those uh, large pots that I got from here. Well, I had that bumper for a few years until the. Uh Christmas freeze, but uh, that was a uh, that's spectacular. Gro- yeah, g- growth is not its big factor. It's producing fruit. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't care, <laughs> it doesn't care about growth. It just produces fruit constantly. It seems <laughs> yeah, that Mr. Moore named that bumper, and I'm glad they kept that name because that name is is good for that particular tree. And and it was came in early, I, I guess uh, after Mr. Moore made the cross and planted it at the botanical garden. That was the first one that had an abundance of fruit on it. And you think we always tell people, you don't leave all that fruit on there, or it won't uh, it won't produce a fruit crop mm-hmm. the following year. 
Well, that's with peaches and everything else. Yeah, and I don't know if it's my imagination, but if you tried to thin that, my bumper, I heard this voice uh, telling me, <laughs> don't touch that fruit. <laughs> yeah, that's a, doc, Dr. Stein has a problem with that uh, thinning that satsuma fruit. People love satsuma so much, they can't bear the thought of cutting them off. But the interesting thing about bumper is I never saw it miss a crop. It had an abundance of, cro- of crop every year huh. that should have been thinned, in my opinion, or in in the book learning. Opinion. Well, and I I think that was probably consistent with it being susceptible to damage. The free, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as far as missing a crop like they're supposed to do every other year, oh no, yeah. never never missed a crop. Yeah. Bumper Bumper wouldn't put up with that. The the original uh, the original tree. I watched the original tree out of the botanical garden, and uh, and never saw it miss a crop. Hmm. Is it still there? No. Okay. They removed <laughs> all of that. They froze. Yeah, they all froze out. But I think uh, didn't David say that uh, Doctor Stein had uh, get a, given them some replacements for out there? I don't know if they got Bumper or not. I was telling David yesterday about that. I said, you've got uh, three, three or four of those originals. So uh, uh, if, if somebody wanted to get it, come out here and get the, those, like uh, Bumper and uh, Arctic. Arctic Frost, uh, Orange Frost. Uh, what's another one? Maybe that's the little three that he had. But uh, somebody might want to come out and get a, get some trees and donate to the botanical garden in honor of Mr. Moy. Just so they do, just so they uh, commit to keep them. Yeah, so they would have a. Now those three that we just named are 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 safe. In other words, uh, you know, Mr. Moy had we took. Had sixty about sixty five selections that he had made. I mean crosses that he had made, and uh, he and we selected the ones that were named to be named, and uh, the rest of them were were lost. But uh, <laughs> so you didn't steal any like that per- person. We did. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the the last uh, conversation I had with Mr. Moy was uh, <laughs> he was getting ready to go to uh, pull up snakes and go to Houston. I think his son was over there or something, and they wanted to move to Houston, and he was going to work for uh, the Botanical Garden. Oh, there. Houston? Yeah, in Houston. And... Uh, the last converse, uh, conversation I had with him, I said, Mr. Moore, we need to establish plants of all these crosses at the Uvalde station. I said, because if you li- when you leave, you can kiss these back trees goodbye, to, to quote Milton. But uh, that's what happened in every... <laughs> Every time somebody leaves a uh, extension research or whatever, they're they're what they were interested in is displaced 
by wow. interest of the new person that takes their place. And I said, we need to make sure that none of the, uh, he, he'd put 10 or 15 years in pr producing all these hybrids. And uh, he never would agree to that. Hmm. I said, <laughs> Mr. Moore, I said, he said, I like to be there where I can see them every day. I said, we'll get you a trailer out there. We'll get you a house out there. Because we were wanting to save that citrus that, that bad. And uh, and he said, well, said the Botanical Garden, the society, has been very supportive of me. I'm translating this, by the way. It's okay. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, I, I don't think I, I don't think we ought to have another planting of these. So when he left, one afternoon, late in the afternoon, Dr. Stein and I went out and got cuttings of all 80 uh, varieties of satsumas mm. that he had out there. Plus tangerines that he, uh, lemons that he had never mentioned, hmm. and uh, <laughs> took them back to the greenhouse, rooted them all, and uh, and eventually, maybe two years later, planted a sample uh, orchard out to, at the U Valley. Oh wow! And he, he, Mr. Moore never knew about it, but uh, and that that worked out to do real well because. The, the cuttings that they took to make uh, <laughs> Bumper and these other hybrids of Mr. Moy came from that orchard that we oh, took. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it, I've never seen it fail when somebody leaves a project. Yeah, then. It's taken off. It's destroyed. Hmm. That's happened... 80, 80 to 100 years back, I can trace it. But surely the, the, the papers you and I have written for the Extension Service are still in circulation, aren't they? Well, because <laughs> of the Internet, yes. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was talking with, I was visiting with Dr. Line, with Dan Lineberger, who used to be the department head twice at A&M in horticulture. Uh we found a, a publication. Uh, it's called uh, "Plants of the Rio Grande Valley." Mm -hmm. Now that it was a, a done by some researchers down there, and it was a, a comprehensive text. And uh, a nurseryman had it. He said it was it's his most prized position, possession. And. Uh, and Dr. Lineberger said, well, we can get the one out of our library here at Westlaco, Texas A&M Research Center, out of the library. He said, they still got one. I said, okay, you go check on that one. And I'm going to borrow this one from this nurseman who is a friend of mine. And then we'll, we'll talk later about... Uh, <laughs> About a week or ten days later, he said, they don't have one. Hmm. They got rid of theirs. Can I use yours? Mm -hmm. I said, okay. 
And so that, that same publication now is on plantanswers.com, on the plants of the Rio Grande Valley. So things disappear when the people that did them. Now, our deal, Calvin's articles, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and and my articles and Greg's some of most of Greg's articles and uh, things like that. As long as I can keep Plant Answers going, PlantAnswers.com, uh, they'll be available. Okay, good. There's a lot of stuff you put a lot of work into that. Oh yeah, since 19 uh, 90 something. 98. 98. No, or 95. Okay. I don't doubt it. That was before all the really big web stuff started. So we we got in on them. Yeah, we're ahead of the time. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Um, I was going to tell uh, you all yesterday, I was uh, driving through a neighborhood, and you know that little area, and this was really pretty, that little area between the sidewalk and the yeah. the street. A uh, terrible area. What's that? That's a terrible well, they actually, area to fool with. Was it fall asters or what? What's that? They uh, did rock and they did uh, purple lantana. Oh, yeah. yeah. So now it looks great. Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah. Fall Asters work Fall in that spot. Too. And then the, uh, what's, uh, what's the other one? The golden licorice-smelling uh, uh, plant that uh, deer won't eat it. Uh, uh, anise or? Uh, yeah. An- anise is the, is the taste, the smell. Uh, but uh, uh, but anyhow, that's a, it's another one just booms after the Fall Asters, in fact. Yeah. And but that that's another one that does well in that yeah. hot spot there, and uh, it really makes a spectacular show. Yeah, late in the season. And they've got about every, it's about every two and a half feet they've got one. Yeah, some are doing bigger than others, but they all it looks really good. Yeah, because it's a nice clean look with the white gravel and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, and uh, it's probably just started to bloom. When did they plant it? I don't know. I just noticed it. Yeah. Oh, the, but the... Oh, the... Yeah, pur- the purples purple are starting. Just started? Yeah. The, uh... Yeah, we were driving through a neighborhood uh, yesterday, it was. And uh, Jeremy's friend was saying, saw some of that purple. Uh, oh, okay. That over there. She said, oh, that's beautiful. What is that? And I told her that was imperial purple that uh, Greg selected, by the way. Oh, okay. And, uh, collected now is the term we use. <laughs> the, uh, uh, the, I was telling her that we, we made it at a Texas Superstar a long time ago before we really knew it bloomed better in the winter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that stuff, when the rest of them shut down, that purple shows off. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know how it would do planting it this late, but uh, the ones that were established earlier and this cool weather came. Yeah, we've got them. If, they wanna, if you want to get any, we've got, all, them, we've got them on sale. I oh, believe. yeah. Yeah, those, those, yep. those look good. 888 in the... Uh, 
Number one pot. Uh, even the uh, new gold has done well this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't. The lace bugs have not, at least in my neighborhood, the yeah. lace bugs have not been very active. Uh, yeah, I don't. I've seen some beds that dried up, but not many. So it's supposed to be a drought-tolerant plant. Uh, but sometime at the... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kick in the tree. <laughs> you didn't want to hug it. I'm going to go out there. <laughs> anyway. <All right. laughs> While Jerry calms down, we're going to take a break. 210-308-8867. He was kicking the hug me tree. Back in a moment with more of Milberger's Gardening South I Texas. Got into that kid. On 930 AM, The Answer. The stars at night are big and bright. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South, Texas on 930 AM. The answer, don't forget, uh, if you're being bugged and pestered by those nasty pests from rats to roaches to raccoons, whatever it is out there, Spider-Man, termite, and pest control can help you get rid of them and keep them gone. Um, or if you're just looking to find a good pest control company to uh, to team up with to make sure that uh, you don't have pest problems, uh, Spider-Man has been doing this since 1976 for homeowners and for businesses all around San Antonio and even further. So, uh, yeah. Uh, you can trust Spider-Man to help you out. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control is going to look at the problem holistically, find out not only how to treat, but how to solve the problem as best they can. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Online at GoSpiderManPest.com. Go read all those great reviews at GoSpiderManPest.com. Your web of protection since 1976. 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. The Cyclamen are putting on a good show here at Millburgers. Uh, they look great. Uh, have you bought yours yet? No, I haven't. I'm, okay. Uh, I'm, uh, I had a good discussion today with uh, Trace and some of his staff on uh, milkweed program and some uh, spring gardening programs and uh, oh good uh, that'll that'll determine when I'll get my cyclamen and oh uh, so I got to make sure I got the time it's nothing nothing worse than to have the cyclamen sit there at your house and look at you yeah. the containers at on your front step you know and you uh, better get those planted man Quick. All right. Well, now, now, when my since my tree branch, I mean my yeah, your mesquite branch, my mesquite thing is falling down. I, I'm afraid I got a lot, a lot of sun there. I'm gonna have to switch um, to a different put them in a new place. Yeah, that's not as it's not as sunny. Why don't we talk a little bit about those? So, where do cyclamen go? How it much is, shade? It is a shade plant that can take quite a bit of sun when it's cool. Cool. Oh, okay. So, uh, realistically, in the shade, they'll probably last till sometime in April or May. And in the sun, they're probably going to last till sometime in March. 
Okay. Uh, I know people do. And they bloom. They'll be blooming. They're blooming now, spectacular. Yeah. And they'll be blooming every during that period that Trace talked about every single day. And then a lot of times, I think people don't realize how attractive the leaves are too. They get they got a pattern. There's silver uh, traces on there. Actually, the well, I was going to say that they, they, they'd be an attractive plant even if you didn't have the blooms, but the blooms are so spectacular that it, may, it makes even those uh, beautiful uh, leaves uh, look secondary. But, uh, yeah, they're unbelievable. So its nickname is Poor Man's Orchid. Oh, okay. Well, remember we used to, the old, it wasn't, what, 30 years ago, that was the... The plant we used to bring when somebody would get hospitalized, we'd bring it to the... We sold it as a floral-grade plant like we did mums and rager uh-huh. begonias. And then somebody said they could take some cold, so we started uh, experimenting, and it did quite well. And the city uses them downtown, and they're planters. Do. They do red and white around Christmas. They take quite a bit of cold. Part of it is that you put, you're planting them in kind of a... Usually in a sheltered location in the shade... So, technically, you want to protect them when it's going to be below um, 28 degrees or... Well, the bloom will freeze off. Yeah. But okay. you get more that are then you really get the, from underneath the leaves. Then you really get to examine the leaves. But you, uh, it, you want to uh, protect them. Now, the thing about protecting them is relatively easy, too. I just cut a, a cloth... Um, just to fit the bed. Usually the, the beds are are in the shade, so they're not real wide, so you can fit them just custom. And you just put them over the top, weight them down a little bit, and uh, except when you have uh, the record freeze like the Christmas freeze, they, they, they'll go, they've they gone through every other freeze that I've been experiencing. So We've yeah. got the, the, the deep red, white, and is it the white for the cyclamen that has the fragrance? I think so. Okay. Pink. Purple. And, and the purplish. They call it purple, it purple. There's burgundy. Okay. And then there's some bicolors where the bloom is yeah. two different colors. The bottom is white and the top is something else. Hmm. There's even some smaller blooms. I don't, why anybody wants smaller blooms than those guys, I can't imagine. But but they're, these are unbelievable. Oh, Trace and my orange uh, vinca came back from seed. Came back orange. Did it? Yeah, I think it did. Okay. Should it have? Should it have come back the same color? Sometimes. Okay. Well, st- st- Trace, I was over there looking at your... Uh, at I was thinking cy- orange cyclamen. I, I, was, <laughs> I was wondering, vinca, really? Cyclamen, and uh, I was looking for the... Uh, Primula, and uh, I one of your staff is out there, and I said, "Where's the Where's the Primula?" And she says, "Over there." And I mean, it was all that was left was kind of a corner. Like two flat. She said, "You should have been, you should have been here two weeks ago, when when the whole thing was covered with Primula." Right, I concur. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be getting any more Primula? I'm sure I will. We'll see what's available this week. Oh, anything exciting coming in? Cyclamen. Okay, more cyclamen. Probably primrose. Yeah. Anything in the veggie department? Mm, I've been out of collards a while, so I think oh. there's some more collards coming. Good. Okay. Yeah, the collards really look good. I got the, I got some last. Time. 
All right, we'll get back to the phone lines now. James is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. James, what's going on? How can we help you today? Hey, while I'm here on hold, uh, I've got on speaker over there, it goes. I was watching, uh, there it is, it's on top of the chaparral, like a little roadrunner sitting, strutting across the top of my private fence. And what I hadn't noticed before, the body and the colors of those birds look like a bobwhite quail. Wonder if they taste similar. Huh. Anyway, no, oh, you mentioned Roadrunner and Bob White Quail. He wants to know if they taste similar. Roadrunners? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> now he's sitting on top of my privacy fence, strutting back. I'm on hold here. Okay. Actually, Read I it. actually think this is, I think it's against the law to kill a Roadrunner. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Oh, I I wouldn't shoot it. I would. It's not. No, yeah, I know you're teasing, but well, the. Uh, the people that are raising quail to yeah. hunt uh-huh. don't like a, get rid of the roadrunners. Well, oh, they kill, try they to shoot dead. them all. And you got if you have a, a wife like I used to have, she uh, loved the roadrunners, but she loved. She noticed one day that the the roadrunner, her tame roadrunner, decided that it, why why bother chase after the prey when she when the roadrunner could sit under the the, the feeder, feeder. <laughs> and just pick off the oh no! Yeah, the suet would fall, and the English sparrows would go down. Yeah. Ooh, and they just uh. pick, maybe just pile them up and take it. Maybe that'll be answer for everybody that wants to have a Martins mm. is to encourage roadrunners. Maybe so. Well, what else is going get rid on, of the James? That get in the box. Huh. He says so trying to change the topic to James. No, no, we've only got we got about nine minutes oh. till the news, so I want to make sure we cover okay. these topics. Let me move over. Uh, move on. Uh, okay. My southern my southern magnolia this first year has been in the ground roughly fifteen years more or less. It did not have a blossom on it, not one. And I'm assuming that's weather related, but I find that it's odd. Um, any thoughts on that? I fertilized it in the spring with some 1959 just one time. But it didn't bloom. First year, it didn't bloom at all, period. What was that? Southern Magnolia. Magnolia. How, yeah, how uh, old is it? Been in the ground. Uh, it was pretty good. I don't remember size container, but it was a pretty good container when I bought it over Pastorville. And it's been in the ground about 15 years in my front yard. Oh, I would bl- I would just blame that, those two f- Freeze. record freezes. We yeah. Had. But it, it has bloomed before, right? Yeah. Every year, every every year, except okay. This. Yeah, that's that's it. Okay, all right. So it did get burnt back on the top. Some of the leaves. I drove up the driveway one day in Har, saw the top of it was scorched. Let it get dry. Yeah, now, it looks like some of those twigs have some green in them and some brown. So I guess only time will tell. Bring that out. Yeah, I um, imagine that uh, a top frozen out. Okay. So should I not feed it uh, now or next spring because it's a little damaged or what? Yeah, that? just wait till uh, March or April. Okay, nineteen five nine next spring. Okay, yeah. early spring. Yes. Okay. My bur oak, which is about sixty feet from this magnolia, oh. only had only had no. It's beautiful. This oh, is good. the weird. This is weird. I, I had a bur oak at my old house, and it grew uh, horizontal as well as vertical, real full rounded crown. <laughs> this, this tree okay. here, been, this tree here, has been weird. It has grown uh, straight up, hardly any horizontal branching at all. 
Okay. Like a telephone pole, but it, it's green and lush. It's taken off the last few years. At first, I thought for several years maybe the roots were girdled, but it's finally taken off, but no no horizontal branching to speak of. It's hmm. only got three acorns on it this year, and I picked one up uh, Friday, I think, was on the ground. I want to try, and I'm watching the other two because I'm trying to beat the squirrels to them. I want yeah. to grow these in a pot just, just for fun, if nothing else, and maybe give away or plant at my son's house. Um, I was reading online from some university, I think Iowa, it says you need to stratify the seed, the, the acorns. Is that necessary or not? Uh, you don't have to stratify uh, white oaks, but... Uh and Burrow uh, is it, a white oak. Is it a white oak? Yeah. Yeah, Burrow oak is a white oak. Please. Okay, then you don't have to scarify it. I mean, okay, uh, stratify it. They're saying put them in a mix of peat moss sand and put them in the refrigerator for like six weeks. I never heard of that before. Well. <laughs> well, they do. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't hurt. Milk, even milkweed, they, uh, <laughs> which I can't quite figure out, milkweed that's native to Texas here. They talk about the necessary stratifying it. Uh, yeah, well, you you will you will know whether or not you needed to do that after about uh, maybe thirty forty days because it'll sprout in the refrigerator, like peaches okay. used to do. Yeah, yeah. Now, it, absent of doing that, can I just put them in this fall? Like right now, the one I already picked up, put it in one gallon bucket, put it on the patio, put it. Uh, if the squirrels won't get it. Well, I can cover it. I've got to stick wire around something. Okay. Uh, but, so would uh, you do that or would you put them in the refrigerator? I'd just <laughs> put it in the refrigerator. Yeah, just to be sure. you got to protect it anyway in, yeah. in the winter. Okay, so if I put it in the fridge, or I put it in a paper bag in sand or just throw it in the in the bin by itself, make it, so to it speak? Pro- it, pro- it probably uh, likes a... Uh, uh, moist stratification. So if you don't put it in the moist potting mix like they were talking about, you could put the moist potting mix in a uh, uh, plastic bag. Ziploc bag? Put, yeah, you just potting, potting bar And uh, put it in a clear plastic bag so sure. you can yeah, s- see bag. that sprout. Because uh, like I said, if it's a true white oak and... Uh, and you give it moisture, access to the moisture, uh, it's going to start sprouting in four to six weeks. Okay. Well, if it starts sprouting in the middle of the winter time, yeah, do I have you, you go ahead. Or I wait? Well, you go ahead and plant it out, or okay. put it in a container and uh, put it, protect it inside. But I don't think unless your free. your soil freezes there, James. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, what I can do if I pot it up, I'm going to overwinter some other plants. I'll just bring. Uh, there you go. Uh, okay. Also, those two that are left on the tree, you need yeah, to get those green. off. They're still green, but I can't reach them. Even with my tallest ladder, they're way up there. Like I said, this tree is real tall. It's just not spreading out. It's how come? How weird. come you're? I haven't had a. Acorn on my on that bur oak. How tall is your bur oak? Okay, I got to go around the corner, and I hope I don't lose you. It is, <laughs> and I'm going to be guesstimating. It is in twenty, probably thirty feet tall at the tallest. 
Yeah, okay. 25, 30. Yeah. Yeah, mine is just a little shorter than that. So. Yeah. Are they, uh, are they close to the, uh, the those acorns out on a little structure, or are they close to the stems? Oh. Well, I'm going to walk over to the tree. I can see one from here. Dorothy, they close, they're in the interior, closer to the main trunk. Of course, they're not on the main trunk. They're yeah. on the little branch coming off the trunk. Well, one is, and one's way out on the end of one branch, about 15 feet up in the air. It's okay. still, still got a little green on these two. Dorothy so Weedy. Should I try to knock them off with the pole or something now? Or? Yes, yes. Okay. Or, you, or you can shoot them off. Wow. Shoot no. them off with a, a rifle or a, a, maybe no. a shotgun. Full charge. No. James, you want to hang on a and second? Then we'll, we'll bail you out, James. No. we got to go I, get I, caught up. I, I'll talk to you all later. Talk to you later, man. All right, we're going to take a break. Get you caught up with the news. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up right after this on 930 a.m. This is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, broadcasting live from beautiful Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. It's a pretty day. Lots of people here. Nice and sunny. Lots of puffy clouds in the sky. I wish there were more gray ones. Yeah, not. It's not terribly hot though. No, it's actually very, very comfortable. Uh, lots of people taking pictures in the pumpkin patch. We encourage you to come on and get your pumpkins here at Mill Burgers. Uh, great I, I think they pumpkin. got the best pumpkins in the town. I think you're right. They have great pumpkins. <clears throat> uh, all different sizes, all different colors. And Trace some is more. so crazy about leaving the stems on there. Yes. And people the, like those stems. Those stems are kind of nice. So come on over here to Mill Burgers and uh, visit with us. Ask your gardening question in person. Or uh, you can call us at 210-308-8867. Have your questions answered by both uh, Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. There I'll even go. try, maybe. All right. What else you got there? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> I, I, I got a note from uh, Dennis. Uh-huh. said, uh, during Saturday's program, Jerry mentioned that he visited with Hayden Habies. Rock garden, and there were, Jerry said there were a lot of rocks in his garden, and he was an expert with goats. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jerry mentioned if he had passed or not. See yeah. that people are waiting for uh-huh. that. Y'all think I'm just being morbid about that? <laughs> anyway, so uh, our Dennis uh, found a bitch, his obituary. Oh, okay. And uh, he has passed, Milton. Mm-hmm. You sort of alluded to that. Uh, yeah. Uh, he died seven, September 29th uh, at 2.13. I mean, 2.13. Well, that hasn't been too long ago. Ten uh, years. But <laughs> anyway, the uh, when I uh, had a nice picture with him, with him of him, and... It brought back memories. Uh, he was a, he was the uh, 
county agent up in uh, Edwards County. <clears throat> and uh, when I when I started working uh, 40 years ago, uh, I would go up there and give uh, garden talks. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was new to the hill country, so I enjoyed riding around with uh, Hayden. <clears throat> and uh, and it it seemed that there were hardly any available transplants of hybrid tomatoes up there. So the county agents got so they wanted me to bring them bring them uh, tomatoes to sell at the meetings. Oh, okay. Uh, and so Hayden, of course, was all for that, and uh, he. He said he he called my secretary and told 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 him he wanted one spring giant, two <laughs> three giant, and on down to five. And when I looked at that, for some reason, I thought he was talking flats. No, no, of a hundred. Yeah. So if you add five and four. And three and two and one, you could know how many flats of 100 tomato transplants I took up to Rock Spring. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and uh, <laughs> of course, Hayden was a cool, cool kind of guy, and he said, "Well, that's all right. We'll we'll get, we'll get rid of those." Now Hayden and his wife were very wealthy people. Uh, in fact. Hayden got a call from the director. Of the, he was an extension agent, and he got a call from the uh, extension director, saying that uh, we realize that you haven't cashed any of your paychecks for last year, mm. and he had put his paychecks in the box, in the drawer, front front drawer. Never cashed them. Oh my gosh. And he, he was he was an educator and a, a great guy. But anyway, we came up with all these tomato plants up there. And uh, so Hayden, as any long uh, husband uh, would do, he says, well, my wife can sell these or move, move these. So we unloaded all those tomato plants on his front porch. Unfortunately, our fortunate for us his wife was not at home <laughs> Doris was not at home but when she came home she looked like a nursery out there with all those transplants out there and uh, she she cursed me for uh, three or four years <laughs> is that all? and she she said people came from all over, day and night, at any time of the day or night. Oh, wow. To get those tomato plants. And so that became a tradition. Hmm. Did they give, you give them away or did you buy them? No, they bought them. Oh. He, he, they bought them. They, no. were, they were happy to get them because the only place they could get tomatoes in the hill country was to drive into Kerrville. And uh, they didn't have a good supply of them in Kerrville at that time. <laughs> when I first got here, Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And I don't remember which town it was or hill country. <laughs> right. 
But Jerry invited me to go to one of his presentations. Uh oh. You know, uh, uh, to, so he could introduce me, and uh, I mm. could see how these programs went and everything. It turned out that he had a pickup truck loaded with tomato plants. There you go. And he mm. needed somebody oh. to, uh. to collect funds <laughs> and, and shuffle the plants off the. As he was uh, after the presentation or during the presentation. Yeah. So that's how my inter- one of the my introductions to uh, his uh, sales. distribution, yeah. But they uh, they bought them all. Oh yeah, the interesting thing about it, we just put a put a box out there, a uh, paper box. Said, put your money in here. Five five dollars a, a flat, a uh, six pack. And you know we never lost a penny on that. In fact, we. We probably gained fifteen, twenty dollars yeah. every time we had a sale. Gardeners are good people. Oh yeah, but uh, they enjoyed getting those tomatoes over there, and uh, it it got so. When I would drive, I would load the tomatoes and travel up to say Lakey. And as I was coming through the city limits, coming into Lakey, there would be a possession. Uh, a uh, <laughs> a group lining up behind. Them. They had scouts out there looking for you. Yeah, looking for tomatoes. But anyway, we had a good time up there. Hayden, Hayden was that uh, that uh, county agent that uh, we'd been all around. He was a, a gold expert. Yeah, you said he was. Uh, uh, had uh, like world renowned, and he worked with uh, Dolph Briscoe to help. Eradicate the screw screw worm up there in the deer. Hmm. Uh, but uh, he, uh, <laughs> we were we were going to the meeting. Uh, we'd been driving around the hill country all day, and going through bump gates, which I'd never seen, and things like that. And uh, as we we're driving up to the to the meeting. Uh, Hayden looked over and said, oh, no, I forgot to send out the announcement to this meeting in Rock Springs. I mean, in the <laughs> Rock Springs. I said, oh, normally I would have gotten angry, but yeah. I had so much fun riding around oh, okay. seeing things. So, so we walked in there, there five people sitting in there. <laughs> Five people sitting in there. One of them was Miss Nethery, you know that y'all probably heard sure. me talk a lot about. And one of them was uh, a pecan grower. Uh, and there were several several other people, but a total of five. And but between those five people, they owned a half a million acres in the hill country. Wow. But. The acre they loved the most was their garden. Was what? It was their their garden. vegetable garden. Oh, okay. So they were there to get those tomatoes and <laughs> and any information that I might have. So we, Aiden and I, had some good times up there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. This is something near and dear to my heart that... Uh, that I'd done a little research on because in September, squirrel season opened. Okay. 
Now, I do not, I did not have time to look up the uh, limit of squirrels, but uh, I found some very information, good information on them. Uh, I, I fattened my squirrels with uh, sunflower seed, mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> Said, uh, people always say, well, what does squirrel meat taste like? Very, it's 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 very lean, so it's prone to being overcooked and becoming rubbery, oh, just okay. like chicken breast. Hmm. And I saw that, and then it said, uh, <laughs> you know, people uh, this day and age are all 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 about eating free free range chickens and eggs and things mm-hmm. like that. They don't want their chicken to be caged up, you know. When when they knock them in the head and send them to church as chicken. Do you want to know what the the uh, uh, bag limit is on squirrels? Uh, in Tennessee, it was twelve. Here, here it's twelve. I mean, here it's ten per day. But per day, unless you're in East Texas. There's no limit on in, in East Texas. Yeah. All right. No close season for squirrels. All no. right. All right. Well, hold oh, on to that thought real quick. Oh, well, the reason why is there are no squirrels in East Texas. They say no squirrels in East Texas. What? Oh hell no! That ain't right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, because we used to hunt them in, uh, in Nacogdoches. Oh and, sure. In Lufkin and. All right, David is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. David, Hi. welcome to Millburgers Gardening, oh, South Texas. How are you? Oh, uh, Pretty good. Um, my question is, um, I've had Spanish dagger yuccas for forever, and they've always done good. And then a green yucca, it's just a green yucca, it never blooms, but it's, it's just like solid green. Okay, the freeze took it down. <clears throat> but then they came back up, and they never did well. And I thought it was because it was just so hot. And but one day I saw my Spanish daggers; they kind of just like fell. So I went and I, I just literally picked it up. And what I found was there were black beetles and there was larvae all in the roots. And that is the same thing to my green yucca. And uh, I was wondering what I can do because I. I because I managed to save one Spanish dagger. And uh, I'm wondering, because when I looked at it today, I saw those black beetles, and I got a pair of long needle nose, and I kind of stuck the needle nose and picked them out of the way the yucca leaves come up. Yeah. They kind of go, like, in there. So I was plucking, I must have plucked, like, 15 or 16 of them out of there right now. And, and there's there something I can... Did you say they were ants? Beetles. No, it's a black black beetle, a big black, well, little, I mean, uh, I don't know. What's the plant? Uh, yucca. Uh, yucca. Yucca. Yeah, they, like uh, Spanish dagger? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then there was Are they, larvae, are they like, the huge beetles? How large no, are they? It's, it's not a very large. It's huh. about, they're maybe about the size of a dime. In length, maybe just a little smaller. And they're they feed, like little, they're, fe- they're feeding on the inside of the root, right? Yeah, because when I cut the root, I saw a bunch of holes in there, 
So I cut the root open, and there was a bunch of, like, larvae, like, it looked like yeah. maggots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... But these things are, like, super hard shell. When I was breaking them with the uh, needle nose, you could hear them, like, crack, like. Yeah. They're like little tanks. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, can can you see? Like, can you see the roots that are infested with them? I mean, well, when they fell to the ground, I pretty much just you could just pick up the whole plant, and that's oh, when I realized Lord. something had got into the root. Yeah, that's not. But I managed bad. to save a couple. But like I said today, I went and I looked, and I saw those beetles within. The yucca leaves, like, with their nose in there. Yeah. Like, like I said, I'll, I plucked them out, but I don't know what if I can put something in there to kill them, or I just, well, I've never seen these beetles before, ever. I mean, well, if, they, if, if they've eaten the inside out, yeah, they've got yeah, larvae much, in there. Uh, yeah. You're going to have to remove those roots that are infested. Uh, I I don't think a systemic will give you any any relief. I would go right. ahead and uh, you say they're just right on top of the the plants are right on top of the ground, right? Yeah, yeah, they're on the ground. Okay, I don't have them in a pot. I would go ahead and and pull dig them up, pull them up, the ones that are still healthy, and uh, and remove all of the roots that you can find that have those uh, beetles in it. And then put them in a... Uh, don't don't plant them back in the same place until you get as many of those roots out as you can. And then go ahead and uh, pot it up. You know, pot, pot the healthy plants up till right. they grow out of it and then uh, replant them again in that, in okay. that area. Uh, there's not, there's yeah. not a... A systemic insecticide not going to do you any good. Uh, yeah, like I said, I've had these plants for years, and I've never run into these beetles until this summer. I don't know yeah. if it's just the heat. I have no idea where they came from. I've never seen these beetles before. Well, the the, old, the plants are old, right? Yeah, they've been they've, they're here like shoot five six years already. Oh, okay. but these beetles, I've never seen them before ever. I was like, I don't know where they flew in from, but. <laughs> I just yeah. No, I don't they either. But in. and a beetle's not the, the easiest thing to kill. No, they're like little tanks. I, I think your uh, physical removal of those roots that are infested, uh, and try to save the ones with healthy roots uh, would be your best bet. Is that what you think? I think okay. so. Okay. And uh, definitely put them back into a pot, not back into the ground. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And okay. uh, you don't have to, you don't want to water them too much. You kill them. Right, right. But uh, okay. And then, then after, dig dig around where they were, and see if you can get as many of those roots as you can out of there before you have to before you have to plant them back. If you want to plant them in the same spot, or you could right. move them to a new spot. That's about the only yeah. thing you can do. Okay, yeah, just like I said, the strange part is I've never seen these beetles ever. And they came and they destroyed pretty much all my yuccas. Oh, no. But 
Yeah, yeah. Yucky. So I'll give you uh, a shot, I guess. See what happens. <laughs> All right, tell us what happens. Keep us informed. Yeah, uh, don't, don't be don't be ta- don't be telling anybody else about this because we might have to quarantine your whole area. <laughs> Thanks, David. You may have to re- right, move. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a All break. While we it. do, you bet. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More coming up. With Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, I'm Milton Glick, and this is Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Amarillo, San Antonio, any old place I call my home, I gotta go. I got Texas in my soul. Dallas, Fort Worth, San Angelo, Houston, Austin, or El Paso. I got to go. I got Texas in my soul. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, Ed Atkins, Texas. That song, Willie, because it's uh, got Prusky's Meat Market on there. If you are looking for a place to go to get, here you go. If you're looking for a place to go to get delicious meats, uh, the kind of old-fashioned quality. Uh, maybe you've been disappointed by the, some of the places. A short trip out to Atkins, Texas will have you convinced, and you'll be there. You'll be planning that every time when you go over to Prusky's Market, winner of, of several awards uh, for uh, what they do in the meat market area. And now they're very proud of the fact they have got the natural Yanta meats. I think I'm pronouncing that right, but they're all natural with no antibiotics and no growth hormones. Uh, so they're absolutely great. They have a, if you're, uh, that's something that's uh, important to you, then you want to get over to Prusky's. And, you know, the cool thing is you can have them uh, uh, just, I always are talking to the butcher and asking what I should get for this or if I'm doing that, what I should do. Uh, and they'll help you out. The cool thing too is, like on the sausage, I had some I brought home. So they they uh, vacuum pack the sausage. They uh, vacuum pack the. Um um, oh, what did I get besides that? Oh, the little bone-in steaks uh, that I got, too. Uh, got great frozen products at Prusky's Market. Well, put, uh, we'll put together a wonderful uh, event package for yes. you, too. Oh, every kind of sausage you can think mm-hmm. of, and cheese and meat. Oh, they have great wonderful. gift packs, too. So, uh, yep, and uh, with the holidays, uh, both Christmas and Thanksgiving on the way, uh, they're taking orders right now for um, for turkeys and holiday turkeys that they smoke, and uh, you can uh, give them a call. Uh, they're over there in Atkins, Texas, like I said, on Highway 87, uh, between 410 and 1604. And uh, you can uh, buzz them and give them a call uh, right now at 830 830- or check them out online at PruskysMeatMarket.com. That's PruskysMeatMarket.com. Kids always like to go to Prusky's, too, because they had every kind of root beer and ice (laughs) cream. Yeah, they got some good stuff. Uh, uh, Terrific rubs, too. If you're into grilling and stuff, they got some... uh, Do they have smoked turkey? You said they had smoked... uh, Well, they're smoking turkeys for uh, Thanksgiving. Is that what you mean? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so you'll have to get one. Yeah, I tried to get. I tried to do that at home. Yeah, I never could get the turkey lit. Oh, what kind of paper were you using? Uh, <laughs> newspaper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wrong? I don't know. Yeah, you you may need to count on Prusky's. Yeah, we'll ask Edmund next time he, we talk to him what the problem was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 
What's going on? What else you got over there? Speaking of meat, okay. Calvin looked up the bag limit for uh-huh. squirrels. squirrels. And uh, uh, squirrel, the reason we're talking about squirrel, it's, it's one of the most abundant free-range meats available for consumption, consumption today. And uh, ten per day you can eat. Yeah. You can get. Oh yeah. And ten per day, right? Yeah. Per hunter. <laughs> the uh, an environmental activist all um, have looked toward abundant small animal and get wild game like squirrels, rabbit, deer, boar, etc., to fill the nutritional niche that is currently being. Uh, uh, satisfied with about family uh, factory raised cattle, pork and chicken. In short, if people would eat more prevalent wild meats around them, we could considerably reduce the bur- burden that factory farming places on the planet. So, but so, how am I going to start bagging these squirrels? Huh? I can't. I can't shoot them in the city. Oh, wait a minute. What? I got the answer to that. Oh, okay. And in fact, I would never recommend people shoot squirrels in the city. You okay. know how that oh, is. no. You're going to trap them, aren't you? <laughs> Swimming. As, as, yeah, he's going to. And it said, it said uh, risk and considerations for eating squirrel meat. Additionally, avoiding eating squirrel meat that has been in contact with lead shot. Well, I don't think they have lead shot anymore in no. shotgun shells. Sure, not much. No. Some some of us that haven't shot any of their ammunition for there you 40 go. years may have it. Yeah. <laughs> the safest squirrel meat to eat comes from squirrels who have been shot in the head. Oh, where you won't be eating any of the meat. Well, now that's wrong, because uh, Greg Grant used to say his grandma, that he loved so much, uh, always wanted the squirrel's head to be attached when they cooked it, so she could suck the brains out. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Like, hey, anyway. I, 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 like speaking of uh, tree crawfish, squirrels, and I saw a uh, cocktail rabbit in my backyard for the first time. Oh my goodness! Five or six years. Uh, what? A, a rabbit, a cottontail rabbit. Oh, and uh, they're so little here. And Tilly, yeah, they were. It was little. Little. Tilly did not believe me. My West Island here, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it was almost like, be sure that wasn't a squirrel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I said, well, come on, Tilly. It's, I'm sure it's right still. So to, uh, you and Tilly talk a lot? Avo- oh, I'm afraid so. <laughs> Avoid, uh, avoiding the contact with the sled shot, as well as running a lot of meat, you want to use a have a heart trap. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. That's, that's the most uh, uh, sanitary and uh, uh, the best way to take yeah, care of squirrels. I, I don't. Your your method of taking care of them after they get in the trap, just get in ugh. the trap. Yeah, when they get in the trap. What? You got to get them out of the trap. Yeah. What's my method? What are you talking about? Oh, you've you've suggested that I'm not going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. 
<laughs> I almost had him. I almost had him. <laughs> but uh, what I do with the squirrel, mm-hmm. because I don't want to run the meat, mm-hmm. is to uh, teach him how to snorkel in a garbage can full of water. Yeah, that just... Uh... And that works. I'm sure. And it doesn't run the meat. You don't have to worry about getting lead shot on it. And when was the last time you did this? Um, I can't say. Okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> but, and you uh, were talking, I remember way back when uh, you were talking about, maybe Dennis could even find this for us, that there were people who had allergies uh, to the uh, proteins and beef or chicken yeah, and stuff like yeah. that, and squirrel. There was something about the squirrel that they just didn't yeah. react to, so they could have squirrel and they could get protein that way. <laughs> and this this uh, website has a how to cook squirrel. What is that? Meat. S- it got recipes. Is that like squirrelanswers.com? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, and uh, you, if you don't want to get them out of your backyard and you, you feel sorry for the squirrel, why, why don't you just go try to buy one? I know, uh, Exotic some... meat market yeah. has more consistent stock, but a single squirrel costs close to $100. Yeah. $100 running around out there. Good, good for you to eat and save your bird feed and... I don't. I don't know what the downside on this is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, keep them out of your attic. Huh? You can keep them out of your attic. Or? Yeah, yeah. Keep them out of there. I wonder if. Uh, what are you, are you supposed to be able to talk about some cyclamen or? Yeah, uh, let's talk about some plants. <laughs> uh, pansies. You know, we haven't talked about pansies. No, and where is the purple pansy in front of us? That's not Laura Bush, is it, or just a purple pansy? You mean petunia? Or? Petunia. I'm sorry, the petunia. Straight straight ahead of me. Yeah. What is that? Is that just a? Uh, I think that's just a good a, old-fashioned winter petunia, or is that yeah, a? I don't, I don't think that's. It's got that coloring. Yeah, you will. We might have to check that out. Now, I, I know uh, some of my Laura Bush are taken off now. Oh, yeah, they came up from yeah. the... Will they do the whole winter? Oh, yeah. Some, uh, two did. They were... <laughs> and then uh, now now well, I've got a couple more coming up. Well, that seed that was dropped made it through the winter if for they're, sure. And if they're in the, the ideal spot like morning sun and they're getting plenty of water... Yeah. They, they, they can quite often make it through the winter. Yeah. Okay. I mean, through the summer. Even when the, the summer was 100 degrees, the, uh, yeah. one plant made it. It's still going. <laughs> I, I told, uh, and you can, you can order and put it out now, the uh, seed of Laura Bush. Uh, but uh, tell a story that uh, Greg Grant said uh, they uh, brought, busted up a concrete walk up in uh, uh, Center, uh, Texas, close to where he lived, and uh, that had been there for over 30 years. And the first thing that came up were petunias. Oh, okay, wow. The the seed had lasted that long under the concrete. I'll have to uh, to walk out there. They want to come back. I'll have to walk out there during the break. Well, I told you it's gone now, but when... uh 
you know, we used to talk to Todd over there at Quality Organic Products. Yeah, yeah. Todd had, it's just funny how people are, <laughs> you know, here I'm trying, I'm looking at two of them going, ooh, I don't know, where would I put them? I don't know what to do. He had a whole bed <laughs> of them. I'm, I'm yeah, sure he, you know, I remember he, they were pretty. Yeah, he had a, uh, I mean, he had a relationship with Malcolm. Maybe Malcolm helped him. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and they were beautiful. I mean, and that was probably, oh, Three by fifteen, just no. covered with purple. Yeah. And so I asked him, "Are those Laura Bush or VIP?" He says, "I don't know. Someone planted them there along with. <laughs> they kept coming back. We can't get rid of them. <laughs> like, why would you want to get rid of them? They're beautiful." Ah. Well, that's true. You can't get rid of them. Yeah. Because we, if you spray, if it, if you let them bloom, each bloom will produce a seed pot with lots of seed in each pot. And uh, so if you spray the plants with, let's say, with glyphosate to get rid of the pimp, I don't know why yeah. you want to do that. But if you think you got too many uh, and they die down, they're coming back. All right, we'll have to walk over sounds, there during the sounds break. Like, sounds like horse herb and yeah. Crawford oh, lettuce. Exactly. And, it's yeah. in that category. All right. Well, during the next break, I'll walk over there and find out what those are. All right, we're going to take that break right now, as a matter of fact. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas right after this on 930 AM The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM The Answer. We're live here at Millburgers at 1604. And Boulevardy Road, nice breezy day. It feels really good and uh, nice and sunny. So come on out and enjoy, and uh, uh, be sure to bring your plant questions or uh, tell them. You know, help. They'll be happy to help you design what you're trying to do too, and answer any questions you got. Uh, Trace, uh, we were talking about. I got something from Stacy about the CPS tree rebate. Uh, did you want? Can, can you tell us a little bit about what that is? And- sure. Um, all right, so there's a certain list of trees, and they can see that on the CPS website. Uh-huh. Uh, I think we already have some printed off here, too. Okay. Um, so you get a $50 savings on your bill, not from us, uh, for planting one of these trees in the correct spot in your yard. Uh, and they do have a little diagram on their website, and uh, I think you can plant up to five. Oh, so you could get up to... Uh, now, if you did one last year, you're only allowed four more. But there's a uh, total, total of five throughout the time they've been doing this. Okay. And, of course, of course the, the, the directions in terms of where to plant them will save you money, too, in your energy use. Yeah, that's the idea. <laughs> yep. but, uh, but it's not... I mean, it's all those trees we recommended. Right. Uh, it's, uh, it's a great list of trees. And um, I mean, ultimately, you're right. It's about you saving on your electric bill, and they're helping you do it. Yeah. And uh, so you can get, I guess, up to five $50 rebates. And Correct. All the trees are here? Uh, most of them. Okay, good. Including an aqua, Jerry's favorite. Oh, you're a big fan of an aqua? Do what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was teasing them about... I, I might have one in aqua. I'd have to check. Okay. I think I have one in a box. You, you've, you've had some because I got one, I don't know, many years ago. 15 years ago. Things change every couple days, so (laughs) I believe I have one in Aqua. I'm being reminded back at the station, thank you, Al, to call 811 before digging the hole for that new tree. Yes, yes. Yep. So 210-308-8800. Or if you just want to talk. 
<laughs> apparently so. Uh, 210 <laughs> Apparently Jerry's house doesn't do the 811 anymore. No. Uh, 210 Don't forget the blood drive will be here next Saturday. Uh, Lions Saturday. Club. Lions Club doing site screenings. Um, we've got... Uh, uh, they're targeting you young say, people? I'll let you... Uh, yeah, it's for kids, but you, adults can go too. Costume contest. Yeah, with the, with the employees. Yep, and you and uh, all the voters are eligible for a hundred dollar gift certificate. Yeah, well. you you vote on your favorite employee costume. They'll be kind of soliciting for votes, uh, and uh, your vote is an entry into a contest for a hundred dollar gift certificate. And I imagine we'll have lots of costumes here too. We always do. I hope so. Uh, we have face painting. We will. We have balloon animals. We have that. Offer a donation uh, to the. What do you suppose American it means, Cancer Trace, Society? when they, they seek out Milton and want to face, paint his face first? It just yeah. kind of changes well, the whole they've atmosphere. Got that, they've got that roller, too. No. They're, not, they're not trying to get clever. They're just like. <laughs> so spray. It's burnt orange and white. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we didn't mention the one that gets Jerry's attention every time. I'm waiting. Corn, roasted Sweet corn. Roasted corn. corn. And it's wonderful. Yep. And so all the proceeds uh, go to the American Cancer Society. Mm-hmm. Now, that- I, I have to get up really early those two days, Milton, because i got to go get the corn. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. Is that $3 an ear plus ear? I mean, for every ear? Sure. You can you can donate more. Oh. I was thinking if you, say, ate five ears of corn, that'd, that'd be, be $15. Or better. Or better. You just do a $20 bill. Just a $20 bill. Wouldn't have to make change. No. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. That pesky change. <laughs> They've got I'm all sure the... Milton is going to buy it for us anyway. Uh, so. Probably so. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't know you. What? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. David's not going to be out here. He was here last weekend. Great. Last week. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like this. It got blood donors need to see the count. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We know we have it in them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and, and, and if they're like me, they've changed some prescription yeah. drugs, and so you, you, it's a good time to, to try again and check out what your situation is, and you might. No. Yeah. You might and you be can actually to, go online and do all that and put everything that you're taking and all that, and they'll have lots of questions. By the way, that's an easy way to do it, too, because it'll save you time, and you'll lock in your time for the donation. So go to. MillburgerNursery.com, and then you'll find the link to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center. But yeah, Calvin's right. Don't don't judge for yourself. Just take the little the quiz and see uh, whether they'll take you or not. But but they will now. It's not as much fun for Jerry because I, I'm not doing no. any traveling. But. There you go. No. <laughs> I, I bet they've changed the route. Have they changed the route? I don't know, but I, I do notice that no one will come talk to us <laughs> after you uh, quiz that poor girl well, about uh, the thing. And she ought to just take the deal and go over it. You know, take know. the whole qualification right. and go over it. Did we have somebody from the blood drive call and you gave her a hard time? No, they never did call. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll have them come. Well, maybe they won't want to come up when they're here. But I have a question for Trace. Okay, good. Have you got any pansies yet? Yes. Do you have pansies out there? One, two, three, four tables. Okay. 
I hadn't seen them, and then uh, well, it's I hard to them. see them because they're kind of shadowed by the yeah. cyclamen. <laughs> and I saw the violas were for sale, uh, four for five dollars, and uh, all the pretty picked colors. I was wondering if they're more heat tolerant or that pansies. I think it's identical in every way, other than they bloom. They have more blooms. Yeah, but that yeah. means you got to deadhead them more. I I always mention that there's some people that think they're more heat tolerant. They uh, okay, and then they use them on. Uh, I use them. I use them on uh, smaller containers, mm-hmm. and, they, and the, the violas really seem to prosper even in those small containers. Yeah. So yeah, you can't go wrong. That that that's a plant that the cold you generally you don't have to worry about. With the no. Cold. Yeah. And the uh, the colors that are showing that he got on his uh, the sale items this week. I mean, there's every color and multiple uh, by colors on there. So they've really done. Is that my imagination? Was there a, a brown, used to be a brown, or is there a brown and the orange, of course, purple and yeah. violet? There got, there's a purple and tan. Tan, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't call it brown. Yeah. But the blues they've got are just yeah, knockouts. Of, lots of blues. <laughs> but anyway. By uh, colors. So the you've got both pansies and violas. You bet I do. But only the violas are on sale. Oh, okay. That's Talk good. about the irises, too. Those All are right. So we got our, our fall bulbs in. So we got in amaryllis and paper whites and hyacinths and tulips and uh, allium. Gesundheit. Um, <laughs> and then we also got in the uh, reblooming bearded iris. So yeah. you don't just get one show a year. You get two. That's great. So you get them twice a year at different times or at the same time of year? My understanding is spring and fall. Okay, good. Yep, they are on sale. Uh, They're five for 20, maybe? Does that sound right? Sounds about right. Bearded iris flags are sale for four for $20, basically $5 a piece. But uh, now I wonder if those, those ever blooming ones are. Double blooming ones. Uh, do you have to? I guess you have to water those during the summer, huh? I would imagine. Yeah, I would think so. Just about everything needs it. Most yeah. people just let ours go after they bloom in the spring. Yes. Uh, I've seen. I've seen places. I drive by going to out to my daughter's house uh, around Fair Oaks, and uh, there's there's this deal. <laughs> They've got them fenced because I think they think the deer will eat them. But they never water those things during the summer. And I'm thinking, those damn things need to be taken care of a little bit in the summer. Well, it was tough this summer, but most summers, yeah, they don't, they're not a problem. I know in Tennessee, very few people water them yeah. oh, because yeah. they get so much rain. Yeah, we're up north, too. It's the same. Yeah, and plant, plant at the base of trees and things. Uh, and of course, the, the other th- the thing I like them t- about them too. Yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to have eight inches of soil. Uh, they, you just plant them level. The top, the rhizome top, is level with the soil. Yeah, and so they're they're right there. And yeah, 
they can take almost any kind of soil as long as it's not soggy. Yeah, I think I told y'all that uh, Tennessee is using them to uh, plant on the roadways, the interstates, hmm. like we use our blue bonnet. Some places use daylilies for that. Yeah, and daylilies too. And they put them out with just a, a, a kind of a, they just sh- throw the bulbs out there. Oh, wow. And uh, they've got some beautiful displays of them. And I guess I guess they would go in there and dig, dig them after a couple of years and put them in different places. Now, these, these uh, treasures got are pretty spectacular. Uh, fancy, pretty spectacular. But. Yeah, yeah. The tulip bulbs, you said you got those too? Yeah, we got in, uh, we never sell too many tulips, so we got one one variety of tulip, I believe it's red. Okay. Two varieties of hyacinths. And you're going to make me clean out my vegetable drawer if I get yeah. them? And yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> paper bag, Milton. Yeah, paper bag, because huh. we've got gassy vegetables. Yes. Uh, and the garlic came in on top of all. Oh, that. yeah, so we talked about the garlic. Not just the fancy allium. We got in the regular garlic and the elephant garlic. Oh, good. Was Calvin going to buy the elephant garlic? I think so. Were mm-hmm. Last week, weren't you talking about the elephant garlic? No. No? no? Okay. <laughs> Jerry was. Okay. Yeah, I was talking about Malcolm growing it all the time. Oh, okay. Uh, and I was walking in, and I've got to make my announcement for the chrysanthemum. Okay. If you're going to get one of those beautiful chrysanthemums over there that are not in full bloom, put them in the sun. you got to put them in the sun. If you put them in the shade underneath the live oak tree in your front yard, thanks to Trace, I now know that they'll never bloom. Kiss it goodbye. Oh, there you go. Do they, I mean, is it a, a temporary thing or is it a permanent I, it's once a if you get it like two thirds open, they probably will finish opening. But uh, how about if you put them in how BBs, if, they're not going to open. How about if you temporarily uh, put them in the shade and then move them to the sun? Then they just continue the process. Well, going to the shade is going to slow it down for sure. And yeah. Then, so it's a complex. I guess, and, I guess if you leave it in there too long, you're you've uh-huh. some open. some of the buds won't open. Right. They'll. Only a certain percentage of them will open. Okay. Long you leave them in the. So that's my public service. Uh, okay. I also want to well, know. Hang on. Uh, you, we got. I have something after he has. After oh. You got garden mums for sale. Fall garden mum. Now, am I right that some of those mums over there? Uh, I think they're being sold as fall garden mums. Uh. Can be put in the garden where these really big, pretty ones uh, can't be or shouldn't be put outside, right? I would think they'd all eventually go outside once. Uh, uh, okay, once the bloom's gone. Yeah, it ought to be planted in the ground where it gets morning sun, afternoon shade, and then okay. come back every year. Okay. They, you, you can see them. <laughs> Even this one that stayed in the shade never opened its bloom. Uh, it sprouts from the bottom. You see green sprouts coming, even though the top buds are dead and won't open. But uh, you can just cut them off at the ground. So Al back at the station wants to know if we have day lilies, are there such, is there such a thing as a night lily? No. 
Well, night blooming. Yeah, like night blooming cirrus, night mm. blooming jasmine. Okay, but no night blooming lilies. Don't think so. Okay, Al, there day, you go. Day lilies are grass. So oh, okay. In, in the long run, so I don't think it. Okay, he was just curious. You know, water lilies. They have uh, ones that uh, bloom during the day and ones that bloom oh. in the evening. And uh, anything special about water lilies right now? They're on sale. Are they? They are. All, uh-huh. the, all the water plants are in the uh, closeout list. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Water lilies are on sale? Yeah, all, all, the, all, all the water, water plants. plants. Oh, okay. So what do we Roses have? I mean, what do we have for water plants? Where are where? They're behind the greenhouse. Where they mm-hmm. they got to be in the sun, so we have them back there. Yeah. Uh-huh. So se- several pond, active sure. managed ponds. You, and, you bet. So that's a, that's if you have a pond, <laughs> is there any plant that fish really like or, or turtles like to eat do turtles eat plants we have a oh, we have a yeah. friend that's i'm assuming that there's lots of plants that they would like to eat but i don't know what they are okay he keeps buying plants and he's got a turtle and his plants keep seeming to be seeming to disappear well sounds it, like it's a turtle yes could okay. be. i don't know if deer would go into a a water garden and eat the leaves or not Whatever they can reach. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, had a, you had a water garden, didn't you? Yeah, I just got it. I just, that's why I'm interested. I just got it repaired. It's uh, uh, flowing and just just like the old days. It's wonderful. Okay. I was just curious. They're one you don't of sell the, turtles, I guess. Several, yeah. <laughs> several of those water lilies are Texas superstars. Yeah, I remember you talked about that. Texas, the one that's the best is... Uh, Texas. Be kind of fun to have one. We used to have the water lily group. Yeah. Representatives stop by and chat with yeah. us a bit. It'd be kind of neat with the sale. If they but it, it was. Uh, yeah, tell the water lily by Texas. You've had it back here. But anyway, uh, it's a gr- really a good bloomer. Produced by a man up around. In North Texas, is he passed? Yes, he is oh. passed. Every story. Everybody I know, man. <laughs> you keep keep going to see your doctor. Dave. I'm glad he didn't talk about us, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, and the snapdragons too are for sale, and they're pretty out there. Oh gosh! And there's rockets in there too. Yeah. Oh, are and there four, rockets? Four-inch pods. Yeah. Jerry's and then there, and then, then the sonnets. Uh, yeah, uh, Trace uh, Trace has kind of converted me to sonnets in terms of cut flowers and uh, ma- easier to manage than rockets. I, of course, I still love the rockets and plant a lot of them, but uh, yeah. those uh, take a look at those sonnets. And then you've got the little ones too, uh, even yeah. smaller versions. So you got at least three size versions. We do, and uh, and they. Uh, the, the, uh, snapdragons are blooming when you get them, and they yeah. can be. Well, I take that back. They can rockets sometimes. You gotta they get a pause, and so it's yeah. the, the sonnet may have a pause. Well, I'm speaking of snapdragons. Where you get them, you get them, and they're blooming. Got about do thirty you, seconds. Do you cut that bloom off. That that is not a bad idea, because the uh, you can sometimes preserve the bloom. 
but it's so hard to cut. Those blooms are so attractive. It's so hard. What the, the what I recommend though is that you traces offers them in full bloom or just ready to bloom. Yeah. So it's always easier to get them just ready to bloom and transplant them. Let's say goodbye for today. We'll come back and we'll finish this up next week on The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.